Here he is. Here he is. This, in all his glory. This is what he sounds like. What's happening? How is how is your day being an essential serviceman in uh, New South Wales of Australia, building things for the government that no one's using right now? How's how's that going for you? Well, mate, to be fair, I've never felt more worthwhile in my life than someone like giving me a tag of essential. Um, <laughs> makes me wonder. Makes me wonder what I was before this tag. Was I non-essential before? Was I just pottering? But no, I I like being essential. Um, because, yeah, I'm still building things and, you know, still paying taxes. So, you know, that all helps, I guess. Sure does. We need you. We need you out there, Johnny. We need you paying we taxes. Need you, Johnny, <laughs> we need you paying taxes. <laughs> we, Sorry, need, we need you so bad. We need you so bad to keep paying everyone's taxes and that's what we've got to do. No, you know, if, if you're lucky enough, now, if you're lucky enough to be considered as essential, you still get to do this stuff. It's great. It is great. I do feel lucky. And we are lucky in this country. We are the lucky country. Oh, mate. Uh, never never felt more like it than I do right this very minute. Oh, is it because you're talking to me, Blake? Are you wearing pants? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I know that might have taken... <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, <laughs> like, what is, what's the best answer? What answer do you want is what I should say. What answer do you want, John? Do you want me to say that I'm wearing pants? I'm wearing... Actually, no, I, want, I can describe... I want, the answer I want... No, the answer I want is... Maybe, maybe, Poten- potentially. <laughs> um, I can tell, I can reveal to you and the audience of this sort of check-in podcast that uh, yeah. today I decided to dress like someone in Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, and Ooh. and oh look, this is just going to be a fun one. Hello, my darling. I've I've got Hello, a, I've got a daughter that's coming in on the show. That's okay. It's a it's. Hi, can, hey, you, can you say hi to Johnny? Hi. Hi, hey, hi, sweetheart. So how are you? You're hey. So what's going yeah, on, Danny? I am good. What's going on? What's going on? Sweetheart, I'm driving home. I've got some uh, prawns in my um in my shopping bag. I want to cook some prawns, some fish. The only thing missing is you, Hazy. So so can you say bye, Johnny? And and it's so nice to see you. Hi. And Daddy will just finish recording this podcast, okay? Okay. All right. Love see you, you, sweetheart. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, for for turning this into the first family guested episode of Contend and Johnny. Oh, Uncle it's Johnny, your, your I un- love it. Uncle Johnny chatting to Hazel. That's nice. So, what I was saying before that absolutely delightful little cherub uh, in- so so rudely interrupted our conversation is, <laughs> um, I today am dressed like someone in a Guy Ritchie movie. So uh, I'm wearing loafers. I'm wearing the pants that I wore <laughs> to our friend, our friends Marcus and Steph's wedding and, uh, and a very um, Conor McGregor-style polo shirt uh, because I just felt like, you know, I just feel like dressing up a little bit because now when you work from home, unlike your good self who's out on building sites and having to wear safety equipment or high-vis stuff, I am now relegated to my office. There's no more suits. There's no more dressing up. You could literally be as slovenly as possible and I just feel like that's just not I can't I can't keep this up I can't keep this slovenly stuff up John I can't it's a uh, it's well, tell it's, people the truth your wife said you think have a shower and <laughs> no she in this case she didn't but that's a very accurate that could actually be an accurate thing. No, I've, I've just been like, I don't know about you, but it's like, um, and I, I know that you, you know, you're occasionally working in the office, but there's just something about like, if I'm not in the uniform, it's tough for me to do the gig. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like 
man, I'm just bumming around. I'm not doing anything. It just feels tough. So that's why I'm tending to do this. This is my little like way of doing this uh, at the moment. Hundred percent, man. You got to dress for what you want, not for what you are. <laughs> and we all know that you are a bum, so don't dress like a bum. Dress as a guy Ritchie gangster, a geezer gangster, and uh, maybe, maybe you can be a geezer gangster. Oh man. Oh man. So, I love it. So this little show, I know I sort of asked you in a rush, is about me staying connected with everyone during this crazy crisis. A lot of the time I'm talking to film folk. You and I have known each other for a hundred million years, long, long outside the realm of that. But like how how the hell are you doing social isolation? Like what are you doing to cope? I know like we, we could talk a little bit about what we and our friends are doing, but what are you doing to cope? I, I'm seeing a lot of your traditional and amazing cooking that's keeping you sane at the moment. Is it, would that be fair to say? Mate, it's more than fair to say. Mate, cooking keeps me grounded, keeps me sane. So when all else fails, you just start cooking some decent food and all of a sudden you feel great. Um, the only thing missing is sharing it with friends. So, you know, sometimes I'm um, FaceTiming people what I'm cooking and then if I'm not <laughs> FaceTiming people... I, pay, I post it to the world of Instagram so I can get my um, little serotonin boost every time someone says, wow, that looks great. So, yeah, it feels like I'm sharing um, through social media and, you know, through all this technology that we've, I guess, always had but never really used. So here we are using it. It's one of those things, right, where you're just like, I um, if people had have asked you years ago, you're like, yeah, we've got all this stuff and we use it to its full capacity. But it's absolutely not the case. Like we've never, ever had to do it like now. <laughs> never, like, ever had to use it. <laughs> never had to use it in the way that we, we, we have. And, and one of the things I would say to you is like, I would absolutely be the kind of person that would immediately text you if you made something delicious or delicious looking. And I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Like, when, where do I get at this? But now I just have to go, man, that looks great. I hope Johnny enjoys it by himself because, because none of us are going to have it, right? It's just one of those things. But, yeah, so what what are you doing with the fam? I know you're super close to your sister. Um, you know, how, how are they going? How are you going with that? Like, what what's is Uncle Johnny getting on FaceTime and talking to the family like that? How's that working? Mate, surprisingly, my sister lives in Maruba and I live in Coogee, so that's only 15 minutes up the road, and my lovely nieces sit on the third floor balcony throwing uh, paper airplanes down to me below, so oh. our relationship is um, still there in person, uh, albeit from three levels above, and I think that's where <laughs> they like, like to stand above me. That's <laughs> like, throw, throw me back the paper airplane, throw it back up. I'm like, I don't know if it'll go up there, but I'll try. Give it, give it a red hot. The next uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Johnny will give it a red hot crack for 20 minutes. And how's, yeah. how, how's, how's work going? Works okay? Like obviously being someone who's in, in construction, you guys are still pretty busy at the moment. How's the people around you? How are all the folks around you? Are they, are they coping? Are they getting through this? Is it tough? Like how, how, um, how, how's it going? Mate, we're pretty, we're pretty fortunate. I mean, they've always said construction is the backbone of the economy and more so now I think, um, cause it really is still humming along for us. Um, you know, we've obviously had to, uh, increase our uh, awareness of social distancing on site. So, you know, we've got a hundred more sheds. So, you know, men can sit four meters apart or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, we've had to do small things to tweak how we work, but, um, mate, we're still working. I think the people that are working are thankful that we're there working. Um, they're still providing for their families, um, and still, you know, contributing to the, to our country. So, look, in construction world, it's, it's still going okay and, dare I say, it will continue to go okay for, you know, the long period. Um, what it does mean, though, is that we're getting smarter about 
who we buy our um, products from. Um, a lot of that stuff is now being locally procured as opposed to um, internationally procured. So I'm, you know, really um, happy about that, to be honest. Um, that would had, be an incentive too, right? Like, because I guess clients in the past are like the bottom, the bottom line is, hey, Correct. we want to do this for the cheapest, but in a modern Correct. environment, it's like, no, we want to throw money back at people. You know, I had, I've said it a couple of times, but like I had a really fun conversation with a guy I work with and I was talking about sometimes, you know, being so fortunate as we are, there's that survivor's guilt element, right? You feel like shit, you know, I'm really lucky. And there's a lot of people yeah, who aren't as lucky as me. And, and, and I said, I don't know kind of what to do with it. And he, his advice was, you know that money you're earning? Go spend it. <laughs> go and spend it. Yeah, so, 100%. Go like, spend he's, it. He's like, go spend it locally. Like, you know, find people who you know are locals who, like, you want to support and, like, go spend it. Put some money back in their pockets, right? Because at the moment, everyone's doing it tough. So, whatever you can do to help them in that in that way is going to be massive. So, yeah, I, I, I found that very... Um, very nice and cathartic to sort of chuckle about and go, yeah, that that's actually a great point. Let's get out there and spend a bit of it. But suppose now in the local market, that's really good. Mate, it's a it's a great thing. I uh, love purchasing Australian products, and the fact that we're now forced to um, makes a really good business case. So, if something that we used to purchase from China would take three months to get here, it's taking six. So now we say, well, how long is it going to take to procure in Australia? It's still three months. Yeah. Um, how much extra does that cost? You know what? So we what? have to factor that into our cost. Yep. So, so what? what? Um, so I think for once, and I'm hoping it's the snowball effect that um, the bottom dollar is not the uh, the pinnacle. It's actually uh, where is it fabricated? Where is it located? And is it Australian? Fantastic. Let's proceed with that. So you know, watch that space over the next I don't know two years, five years. We might just see a real shift to um, Australian based products as opposed to, you know, internationally based products at a cheaper rate.